Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. This week, we're going to talk about how there are millions of ways for you to have what you want. Um, I know it might seem impossible. I know that title might seem even maybe annoying, depending on what state you're in. But I think you're going to see by the end of the show how, um, with the example that I share with you, how there truly are millions of ways for us to get what we want in our lives. Um, I want to share an example with you this week from my own life about something that has been annoying me for many years, um, how actually I was justified in this annoyance. And I'll explain that here in a little bit, but how that, how that justification of being annoyed kept me stuck and it kept me like hooked into this situation. And I want to share how I started to really get a handle on this. And what I learned from this is how we can all do things with our minds in different ways that will allow us to change anything about our internal experience and our external realities that we don't like. And that is an amazing thing. <laughs> I, it's something I had to share because it, it's, it's life-changing information. So that's what we're going to get into this, into this week, how there are millions of ways for us to have what we want. Um, before we do that, I want to remind you, if you haven't signed up for my newsletter, um, please do that. You can visit my website, sloanfremont.com. On the right-hand side of the top, you'll see a little box where you can put your email address in. Um, and that way you'll get notified anytime I post a new uh, podcast. That way you won't miss miss out on any episodes. Um, you can also connect with me on social media there on the right-hand side of my website. You could, that links to all my social media accounts. And if you're not on the telegram group, I would really love for you to join us there. We have a ton of people in the group. We have a great conversations going, um, pretty much everything I share on there is positive. Um, that is my intention with that, with that channel is to provide positive information that, um, bring lifts you up when you read it, not something that brings you down. So if you're looking for daily inspiration, if you're looking for to connect with other people who are looking for daily inspiration, please go ahead and uh, join us on the Telegram channel. The channel is called Create What You Speak, and you can either search in Telegram or go to my website, sloanfremont.com and um, sign up or click the link there to get to the Telegram channel. I also want to remind you that um, I'm really looking for feedback from you as the listener. Like, what do you think about these episodes? What questions do you have? What would you like me to cover? What would you, what do you not agree with me on? I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can always email me sloanfremont at pm.me. That's Paul, like paulmary.me, sloanfremont at pm.me. So please, after you've listened to this episode, if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, please be sure and send me an email because I would love to hear from you. All right. So let's get into this, this topic this week of how there are millions of ways for us to have what we want. Um, so I've talked about this before on the show, how I live in the city in Nashville and how all our houses are stacked in really tightly. Um, what you would normally have like is one lot with one house here where I live, um, there's two houses per lot. So they build them tall and skinny and that's what people refer to them as tall and skinnies. So everybody's pretty much stacked in like cards, right. In our neighborhood. And so I have a neighbor who, at 2020, when everything closed down, um, started lifting weights at it from his home. So he has this whole gym in the back with like all the heavy weights, you know, all the, just all the crap, right. Um, blast music out there has barking dogs, you know, uses my yard when, um, 
various things. There's many things with this that have been going on. And this has been going on for a long time, four years. So there's a lot of momentum that, uh, that is going on behind this. Um, and all I can see about this situation is rage. It pisses me off. It pisses me off that I have a neighbor that is so inconsiderate that is, um, that it makes me feel like I can't even be in my own home because, um, it's annoying. It's, it's like irritating. It's like this, like, um, constantly like getting under my skin kind of thing. Right. And when I'm at home and I, you know, he's outside working out and I'm like blasting the music and I'm like in my living room trying to relax. Like I can hear the thumping bass, right. Or the dogs are out there barking at like six in the morning on a Saturday, right. All of these like super annoying things. Um, and what I felt like, like when I got in that state of like feeling like I couldn't be in my own house, um, I felt like I was playing this like victim role, right. And the story would start up about how, um, oh, like I'm so justified in this and how, why, why is he being such a shitty neighbor? Why are they so loud? Like, I just, I, I'm like floored by this. Like, I can't like see how someone would, would act that way. And so when I was, I, I've talked about this a couple of times also about how I'm in a, a course right now called ever better life. And I brought this up on the course because I was really struggling with it and we're in summer now. And so everybody's outside more. Right. And so this is happening and it's like every day I'm like, Oh God, like, okay, what time is it going to be out there? Like, when, when do I, like, when am I going to start being annoyed? Right. I'm like anticipating this annoying, this annoyance that's, that's, um, that I know is coming. And I was at the point with this though, where I'm like, God, I, I can't with this anymore. Like I can't keep doing this. I can't keep, um, dealing with this. I can't, I don't want to keep feeling this way. I'm, I'm, I'm over this. Like I'm, I, there has to be something different because I've asked them to turn the music down. I've mentioned about the dogs and yet it still keeps happening. So there's something else going on here. So when I brought this up in our course with the person running the course, you know, I mentioned, I'm telling the, them all this stuff and, he brought up a really interesting point that I actually knew deep down, but hadn't verbalized because he said, um, if all I do is get free from the neighbor that I've left a lot on the table, right? Because it's not like necessarily just wanting to be from the free from the neighbor, making the noise, right? I want to be free from these aspects of myself that are so capable of being like at the whim or at the mercy of another, like inconsiderate or irritating adult. Right. And because if I, if, because if he just moves, right. And I still have this going on inside of me, there's a whole line of inconsiderate adults waiting to move in after him. Right. Like there's, it's, it's not like what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing right now is a mirror of what's going on inside of me. And so we got into this and I, cause that really resonated with me when he said that, right. That it's just not that I necessarily want to get free from the neighbor. I want to get free from what's going on inside of me. Like what is, what these, um, what this pattern that I have inside of me that, that, keeps creating this. And so when we were talking through this, you know, he was saying how, you know, I'm justified in being annoyed by this, right? Like any ask a hundred people, everybody's going to say, yes, he should be more considerate. You live in the city. Everybody has to kind of, you know, pay attention and be considerate of their neighbors. And what I found when I, when he mentioned that, when I was thinking back through this, how I felt like being justified in this was somehow going to save the situation, right? Because I was, I was quote, right. Like a normal person looking at the situation would most likely say, yeah, you're, you're justified in being mad and annoyed and everything. Um, but staying in that justification, it, it, it kept me stuck. Like it, it was like, kept me waiting for the justification to somehow resolve the issue, but of course it never would. And so I would just spin, right. I would just spin in this, this anger and this rage and this annoyance, and it would just keep going and going and going. Like 
every day it would start up and it would, I would feel this, the, these feelings about this. And this is something that, you know, as I mentioned, I asked them to turn the music down. I asked them to, to be considerate about the dogs, right? All this kind of stuff. And they kind of would for a while and then it would just go right back to the old ways again. And so what I was, what I, I realized that there's, there's more to it than just that, right? It's not just me asking them and me um, demanding something of them, right? There's something going on in me. And I can, I know my pattern with this because what I would do is I would like at certain times of the day, I would start looking outside and be like, oh, is he out there lifting weights yet? Or when the dogs were out there, like, oh, I'm not going to go outside because those dogs are out there. Right. And I could, I was doing these things like where I was very hooked into this. Like I was very energetically connected to this, these annoying things going on. Like, even though I said, I didn't want the things I was still connecting in with them and like latching on or like, um, like connecting myself energetically to these annoying situations. And so when when I'm, when I was trying to then do something about these things, like I was trying to do it when I was in rage, right? Like I was trying to, um, talk calmly to myself or like think about what I wanted, how I really wanted things to be. Right. I was trying to do it when I was in these like fits of rage. And that was, that was like the worst time to do it. It wasn't working at all. Like zero, it was absolutely not working. In fact, it would just piss me off even more. And so obviously that's not helpful, right? These trying to, um, think differently about the situation when I'm in this situation and I'm mad It is not the time to do something. The time to do something is when I'm like now, when I'm emotionally neutral about it, right? When I'm, when, when it's an idea and it's not like actually a, a sensory reality that I can feel going on. And so some, so there were some interesting responses I got about this when we were talking through this in the course. And so he was, they were talking about different questions I could ask, right? Like, what would my life be like if I didn't have to be angry about this? Like, what would have to be true? What would it take for me not to give a fuck about this? That's a really good question to ask yourself. What would it take for me not to give a fuck about this? And how can I be above every aspect of the situation, right? How can I just stop ruminating on this and like focusing on it and getting hooked in every time. Because again, if all I do is get free from a loud neighbor, I'm not actually freeing those aspects of myself that are at the mercy or the whim of an inconsiderate adult, an inconsiderate adult, because again, another loud person is just waiting to move in after that, right? Because there's something that I'm bringing to the table here. And so in the state of anger, the questions don't work, right? So these, these, if you're in something right now, like you're experiencing what I've went through, the time to ask questions are, is not when you're in the anger, right? It's when you're away from the situation, when it's, when you're just like contemplating it, when you're thinking about maybe how you want to experience the situation different. So some questions, more questions to ask. So what would, what would need to be true about me? What would I need to be thinking and feeling and what, or what would need to be on the horizon for me? Or what modifications of my, myself, like of my life or my assumptions about my life would need to happen next for me to be in a different place. And in order for this to elicit a different mental or emotional reaction, right? What would, what would have to be true for me to, for this to affect me differently? And that's real. Those questions are really interesting because depending on your mood, you're going to answer them differently, depending on where you're at, like what what your experiences are, you're going to answer them differently. But I I really liked the question about what needs to be in, 
like what needs to happen to elicit a different mental and emotional reaction for me, like for this to affect me differently. And what I started to realize in this was that, um, I needed to start unhooking myself from the situation. Um, one of the ways that we were, when we were talking through this, that he was describing a situation like this. It's like, if you, like, if you went fishing and you have like a, a fish hook stuck in you, right. It's like a, it's hooked into you. And, and that's how I felt energetically to this situation. It was like hooked into me and I'm flailing around and I'm fighting and the, the hook is in me and it's, it's like causing more pain. Right. And it's just pulling harder, but it's not coming out. It's not coming out. It's getting stuck inside of me and probably getting like buried into me further. So what would have to, what would I need to do for this to elicit a different mental and emotional reaction and to affect me differently? And what I started to realize that I needed to do was start to pull myself away from this situation. Like I need to remove the hooks. I need to stop engaging. I need to stop taking the invitation to engage in the anger or the rage. I need to start like start understanding or even like reminding myself that I'm capable of being affected by this in a different way, right? I can react to this differently. I don't have to keep reacting in the same way over and over and over again as I have for the past four years, right? Today is a new day. Like I can start to, to um, look at this and react differently. And if I could get myself to a state where I didn't have to accept those invitations to enter that victim mode and that I could just be like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. This is a waste of time. This is a waste of energy. And I'm, I'm not like, I don't want to be energetically drained by this anymore. I don't want this to have the impact that it does. And, and frankly, I'm sick of the whole thing, right? I'm sick of the whole thing. And so it's, it's, it's a different way to approach things, but it's also, I think for me, it's been a much better way to handle the situation than trying to like, um, peace and surrender my way through this, right? Like, Oh, if I just think like when I'm in the rage, if I just think positive thoughts, it'll change the, the situation. No, I tried that for four years. It did not work. Right. Like that, like that, that for this situation does not work. Like I know sometimes that's a, um, a, a way to, get through things that people suggest, but in this situation, that is not, that, that, that does not work. And in going back to asking that question, is this person a mirror for me? And if they're telling me something about myself or this is serving me in a way or pointing me in some way I need to go, or that I could benefit from that, what would that look like? I think that is a really important question. If you're facing something like this, where someone, it feels like a person is annoying you or, or an, a person is just constantly like has the hook stuck in you. Is this a person, is this person a mirror for you? And is this person telling you something about yourself or even serving you in some way or pointing you in some way that you know you need to go that you could benefit from? And what would that look like? And for me, what I felt like was that this victim mode of feeling like loss of control. Like that's what I can pin this back to of this spiraling of feeling like this loss of control of something where someone is doing something that I have no control over. And as I've been like working through this, I'm like, wait a minute. No, like, no, like, like that is absolutely not true. And, and so in situations like this, where it feels like a person is do is quote doing something right. It, it leads us, or it gets us to wonder about something that maybe we would have never wondered about before. And if, you know, if it wasn't for this idiot or this person doing this thing that is so, so annoying. Like what you hear so far, take what you've learned and invest in yourself with the create what you speak Academy, visit create what you to learn more now back to the show. 
And so there's a lot of interesting things to explore about that, right? Like for me, maybe I'm supposed to live somewhere else that I would love a lot more than I do now, independent of this whole situation, right? Or maybe there's somewhere else that would give me more joy. Um, but when we're, when we're in these, these states of, of anger or rage, that's not the time to try to figure it out. And the point of the show today, one of the intentions is to help you to start thinking about the, thinking about these things when you're in a more neutral state or when you're in a more like calm state away from whatever is causing the, the rage or the pain or the, the anger and, um, being able to have, a like a, a plan for when that happens. And I'll walk you through what I did here in just a second, but I want to just make, say a couple other points here. Um, and when we're in that state of anger, like in something like this, where someone's done something like this, like we can't condemn ourselves for being there, right? We have to like, let ourselves feel the anger because that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that like, you should never be angry or you should never be annoyed. That's not what I'm saying because I wholeheartedly, I I did that for many years. I tried that. It doesn't work. I wholeheartedly believe that you should feel the emotions, but I also don't feel like you should dwell on the emotions or let the emotions, you know, have their claws in you like this does for me to where it, it really impacts your life. And when we're in these states of anger, you know, we can start to observe ourselves and watch what's going on, right? Like, like observe ourselves being angry and the, the language that we use, like, like be the observer of the self going back and forth, right? Be the observer. And in this instance, like asking myself, do I really want to be the angry neighbor, right? Like, even if I'm justified in feeling this way, do I really want to be the angry neighbor, angry neighbor? And and no, I don't because like in his world, he's the main character, right? I'm just the neighbor next door who's annoyed or annoying or who um, is uptight or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, do I really want to play this role for this person? And it's like, no, I don't. I don't want to be the angry neighbor. And I've actually used this, like this question. This is a really good way to think about things that like when you're experiencing something that maybe you're annoyed with or that you're like, um, like you have to do something that maybe you don't want to do. Like you want to do the thing, but you don't want to have to do all the parts of the thing, right? A good question to ask yourself is like, do I want to experience this as an angry person or an annoyed person or an upset person or a victim, right? Do I want to experience this way? No, it helps us like reframe and get out of whatever is going on in our head and helps us really consider how we want to show up in the world. And so do I want to be the angry neighbor? No, I I don't want to play that role in anyone's life. I don't want to do that. Um, I just don't. And you know, depending on what you're dealing with and even maybe in my situation, maybe the person wants you to be that. And so, um, being the person playing that role, like in this instance, right? Like me being pissed or wanting to go say something, right? It's it's not going to change it. Are you just going to lift harder, louder, play the music louder, right? Like whatever that is. So, and when we're in these kinds of situations like this, where, um, like looking at our reaction to how, looking to our reaction to the event, like creating the event, right? So my reaction to his being loud, like creating the event and we're doing, we're playing this tennis, right? Like this back and forth to each other where, um, again, it keeps those energetic hooks in there. It keeps like, it keeps you connected to the situation that you don't want, but yet they're so buried in there that, and, and we keep, um, writhing around in the buried hooks and causing ourselves more pain. And, being like being able to maybe 
not react so angry because that's a, that is another lesson for me is my general first reaction is always anger but being more like non-reactive or indifferent like indifferent to the situation it's like to these continual invitations that i would get right like instead of like taking the invitation to be pissed that the music is starting up or that the dog is barking, right? Like, no, wait a minute. I don't want to be this person. Like, I don't want to be the person that engages in this. And that I found that to be very helpful as well. So I want to talk through a a little bit about what I did, what I do now in this situation. Right. So when the, when the, when the, the situation starts up the music or the dogs, you know, I run through like a series of questions in my head, like, like first, the first thing I do is like actually envision cutting the cord, like the energetic cords between me and this situation or pulling the hooks out that have me hooked into this situation. Right. I, I mentally imagine like that is gone, like cutting that with scissors. Like I, I imagine like breaking that energetic connection between this situation. And then I start to ask myself these questions, right? Like, how can I feel different? Like, I don't have to keep engaging in this. I don't have to accept this invitation. I don't have to react to this situation. And I found that to be very helpful to stop the momentum that wants to keep going, that wants to pick up and where it left off from the previous day, right? Like that's one way that I'm breaking the patterns. The other thing I'm doing is when I'm not in the rage, when I'm not in the shitty situation, right? I'm thinking about how I want my home to be. Like I want, I'm imagining a peaceful neighbor. I'm imagining a peaceful home. I'm imagining um, the the environment that I want, but I'm doing it in the calm moments, not in the moments of rage or when the event is actually occurring. And I'm doing these kinds of things because this, this is where I have the control, right? My, my imagination is where I have the control. I have 100% of the control that goes on in my imagination. And so my, the circumstances, I know this can be hard to believe, but circumstances don't matter. It's our reaction to the circumstances that matter. And so if I want a peaceful neighbor, it's up to me to imagine having that. Right. And when we start to look at that, at life this way, this is where the title comes in today, that there are a million ways for us to get what we want. Because when we start to use our imagination and imagine, like, I'm not imagining him moving out. I'm not imagining his dogs no longer living there, right? I'm not imagining him going to a gym and working out. I'm imagining what I want, the, the, the calm, peaceful house, like the, the, the quiet when I want to relax, right? Like that's what I'm imagining. And that's what I mean by when I say that there's a million ways for us to get what we want, because that's when the paths start open up. That's when the doors open. It's when we're trying to like control a situation like, oh, I wish this person would move out and like spend all our energetic energy thinking about how the person might move out, where they might, move, you know, all this kind of stuff. That is not the, for me, at least that is not what I have found that has served me. What serves me is Going back to my span of control, back in my realm of what I can control and imagining what a peaceful home is like for me, imagining being able to relax whenever and wherever I want in my home and it's quiet and it's as I want it to be. Right. And that is where the paths start opening up because I'm unhooking myself from the energetic situation, this negative, frustrating, annoying situation. I've unhooked myself um, energetically and I'm starting to imagine I'm creating, I'm using the control that I have in my mind to change the situation. And I'm going to start reacting different, right? I'm not going to have the anger. I'm not going to, um, because I know the anger doesn't serve me, right? I know the anger isn't preventing him from doing what he's doing. And I know the anger is hurting me and it's harmful for me 
and it's not changing the situation. Yet I keep being angry about it, right? And there's the anger is getting me nowhere. It's just like the justification of it. Yeah, you, I may be justified, but it's not getting me anywhere. It's not changing the situation. And in that, like when I when I'm feeling the anger or, or you know the victim or whatever I want to feel and feeling this loss of control, um, I'm latching onto this, right? And it's the anger, and then I keep getting more angry about it because now I don't feel like I have control. But that that's actually not the case. And so the the unhooking, the taking the hooks out, the breaking the energetic cords, right? I, I just I don't want any part of this anymore. I don't want any part of this anger. I don't want any part of this. Um, like the way it makes me feel inside, like that feeling like I have to constantly monitor what's going on so that I can see if I can relax tonight. Right. I don't want any of this anymore. Like, and that is the real me. Like that's the real me. That is, um, the true self of me that is, is leading, right. I'm leading with my true self there, not with the anger, not with the feeling like a victim, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I just don't want anything to do with any of this. I don't want anything to do with what he's doing. I don't want anything to do with what's going on in my mind when I start doing this. Right. Because this, this thing, this, this, like this state of consciousness, this track of life that's going on, um, is some on the outside with him, right? Like what he's reflecting to me, but also a lot, a ton of what's going on inside of me with my feelings and my idea. And it's a thing that's manifesting within me with these feelings, but then also outside of me and what's happening with him. And and I just don't want to be a part of this anymore. I want something different. And again, like I said, if it's, if I, if I don't start to look at this differently within myself and he moved or I moved or whatever, it's unlikely that this thing would resolve because it would just show up in a different way, right? So I'm addressing what I feel like the root cause of my situation, of my annoyance, of my anger of, for this situation. And I think there was this quote by Neville Goddard where you free yourself better from a state by withdrawing your attention from it than you do by direct assault on the state, him, on the state itself. Right. So you free yourself better from a state by withdrawing your attention from it than you do by direct assault on the state itself. Right. So confronting him, like trying to fight the feelings or condemning myself, right? Those are not ways that are going to fix the situation. But this withdrawing from it and no longer like accepting the invitation to participate in it, that is a completely different state of being for me in this. And, the, and I can tell you that feels a million times better. But in that, in that withdrawing of it, that's where when we're not trying to control it, we're not letting it control us, the hooks are removed, right? That's when the opportunities open up. That's when the millions of ways happen that there's the opportunity for the millions of ways to come in for us to get what we want, because there's all these different paths, right? There's all these different branches. There's all these different ways that something can happen. And when we're not trying to control it, or we're not like, don't have an energetic tie to how it happens. That's when the possibilities open up. So, and I also think that when we're doing that, when we're removing, when we're removing those energetic hooks, when we're taking this different approach, when we're stepping back and we're, we're not trying to control this situation, we're not trying to make anybody else be different, or we're not trying to make our reactions be different. Um, we're, we're not like, we're not writhing in the hook being in us anymore, right? It's not there anymore. And so it allows for something different to happen. And I think the phrase like, this isn't for me anymore. Like, I'm just not interested in this. That's just a, it's, it's a great way I could sum up like how I feel about that whole situation. So I wanted to share that with you this week, because I feel like there's probably for anybody listening, you're probably 
have or will experience, or maybe you're experiencing it right now, um, a similar situation where there's something that feels like it's something somebody else is doing. You're energetically hooked into it. It's like you're writhing around trying to remove the hooks and just getting deeper and deeper in there. And a new perspective, um, hopefully in is my intention with the show to help you react differently, show up differently, choose differently, like reject the invitation to participate in that kind of nonsense anymore and start doing something differently to unhook yourself, to, um, like rid yourself of that so that things can open up and flow differently in your life. And so I want to close out today with just a couple of of final thoughts on this about we really can do things with our mind in different ways that allow us to change anything about our internal experience and our external reality that we don't like. And I think this is a perfect example of that because um, I'm, I'm not trying to go out there and fight the thing. I'm using what I can control internally to change the situation. And once we start to do this, like we, it goes back to that what I talked about, about feeling the loss of control. Like once we start to do this kind of work, we can start to see internally how we take our personal power back, right? There is so much personal power in being able to um, exercise our choice regarding our feelings and our emotional states that we experience. And believe it or not, there are things that you can change that will change the things that seems like you can't change in your internal experience and your external reality. And so this, this episode today, is one example of how you can do that. And I want you to know before I close out, there are a million ways for you to have what you want. There are a million ways. And I think it's just a matter of opening ourselves up to that, right? Cutting out those things that are draining us energetically or have us looking at something when really, if we just let go of those things and start to look at things differently, we'll have a completely different experience. So that's it this week for the topic of uh, there are a million ways for you to have what you want. I, I hope you found this um, helpful. I would love your feedback. As I said, I really do mean it. I actually want to hear from you. Um, so your your assignment is to send me an email and let me know what you think of this. What do you think of this episode? Do you have a certain or a similar situation in your life? And I would love to hear how you've handled it and um, you know maybe how you've acted differently and, and what kind of results you got. So you can email me sloanfremont at pm.me. And, um, yeah, I want to thank you for listening this week and remember to join us here next week where we will continue to untangle those thoughts that keep us stuck and really expand our consciousness, right? Give different perspectives, open us up to something new. So we get out of those ruts in our life that keep us stuck, that keep us from growing, that keep us small and allow us to move past things so we can really open up and really, really allow ourselves to experience all the ways, all the amazing things um, can come into our lives. So um, that's it for this week. Remember, check out my website, sloanfremont.com to sign up for my newsletter and connect on social media. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week.